It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Ears Up Podcast, our first episode, I think, this month. If not, then uh, I'm sorely mistaken. It is our first episode this month. I was afraid okay. of what you were going to say. I was like, first, first, what? first show of the year, guys. <laughs> this is what we do. Uh, we've never. This is actually our first show ever. We've re- totally rebranded. We're now a podcast about uh, Michelin tires. Yeah, and how good they are. So we're going to go through each tire tread. You know, through history, see how that tire tread has developed. The radial, big news. I'm digging the uh, EX90s this year. Really, really solid model. Well, you know what? It's funny you would say that. Only on the 20-inch spider rims, though. And so we'll talk. We'll get into more of that a little bit uh, maybe in a couple months. We don't want to get our, our release dates to, I don't know, whatever. Oh, Gotta yeah. go. What is happening? <laughs> I, don't, I literally don't know what you're, other than radial, I didn't understand any of the words. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Neither did I, really. Uh, anyway, guys, welcome to the show. We have a good show for you today. We have Bev, who's Bev. first of all, welcome back, Bev. You feel like you haven't been Thank on four hundred years. It has been a while, hasn't it? It's been like two shows. It's been two shows at least, yeah. Wow. And you're surviving. I can't believe you made it without me. <laughs> well, I don't know that we did necessarily. We we got you now. But we lost Terrence. Yes. Somehow, so filling in for Terrence is Eric from the Supreme Resort. You could have just said not Terrence. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Eric. Thanks for sitting in, man. Happy to be here. I always like Eric because um, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, his background like looks very Disneylandy. It's very, it's nice. very themed. Yeah, he has. Yes. he has a churro cart and a popcorn cart behind him. Is what everyone's saying. So <laughs> right. he just reaches yeah, back. The and... clown roasty toasty from Main Street. <laughs> yeah. um, I can change him out though. Yeah, um, I've got the astronaut somewhere around here. See, that would be good. Hey, these are really good um, Halloween costume ideas. There you go. Oh. There we go. Okay. And just walk into the street, cr- do, cranking an invisible crank. <laughs> it's like, are you trying to start a car, astronaut man? No. I'm making it's delicious one of those popcorn. That will, yeah, it's another one of those that will only work at Disney parks because mm-hmm. no one else will get it. And you'll spend too much time explaining it. For sure. I wonder if anybody has dressed up, you know, for Halloween time at Disneyland as one of those roasty toasty things. I feel like that's like one of the last super creative unknown things. What's a roasty toasty? The guys that, that spin the yeah. popcorn? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be a good one. It'd be fun. I, if you think, if you do it this year, anybody, let me know and uh, you know give me full credit for it, please. Thank you. <laughs> I think Jeremy should should go as Spaceship Earth. <laughs> just gain like four hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like create a costume that's just like a big ball. I went. I went to uh, when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Seventh grade, I went um, to school on Halloween as a blue M M&M. and M. <laughs> yeah, and you did. It it went as well as you can expect because I couldn't sit down anywhere. Um, yeah, that seems like it was a brilliant plan. Yeah, and I really wanted to do it. Like I was, people were trying to talk me out of it, and I I was like, no, I because it was when like blue M Ms were like the new thing. I was like, no, I'm gonna be a blue M M&M. and M. And oh my gosh, that's right! I forgot that there weren't always blue M Ms. Yeah, and when you fall and you're wearing a blue M M&M, and M because it's it wasn't cloth. <laughs> It was made out of like candy, like foam rubber. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, when a, a, a mean kid pushes you, yeah, you don't get back up easily or gracefully. I love that it's not if you fall; it was when you fall. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. well, Taryn falls a lot. Oh, I do I actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, anyway, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Oh, I didn't even tell him what the show is about. That's uh, fine. We'll get to it later. Uh, any feedback on the show or anything you want to say to us, shouts out. Uh, Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions to Terrence, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you can say hi if you want. You should, and hi. To Bev. <laughs> And anything in me, and it's all the same, Jason, at earsup-podcast.com. We also have the web form. You can fill out. Getting a couple of, uh, little little videos and little pieces of feedback and just kind of like general comments on that, too. So that's good. We've seen a little uh, uptick in the things people want to say, which is nice. Someone sent over, and I'll play it on the walkabout this month, um, sent over a video of uh, Maynard from the Tiki Room. Oh, yeah. But he was he's doing the uh, Haunted Mansion spiel. I think Terrence brought it up on a show once or something. I'm like, well, why? I don't I don't huh. think that ever happened. And someone yeah. actually found video of it. It was like, no, it's like in this weird Facebook group. So um, maybe I'll play that on the walkabout this month. That's cool. be fun. I've reached out to that guy a few times to try and get on the show. I'm well, no. sure. Actually, that might be a lie. I've tried somehow. <laughs> okay. In some way. Yeah. And it hasn't happened. But it's possible that I reached out to like a Twitter account that may not have been him. I mean, you never know. You you, you never really do. It's the internet. You can't trust anything. Yeah, that's true. But you know who you can trust, Tim? Wild West out there. (laughs) That really (laughs) really is. is. You know who you can trust is Concy Ears, you guys. Yeah. You go to (laughs) concyears.com and they will help you book your Disneyland and Disney World dream vacations or even nightmare vacations if you want. Like if you're tired of going to the parks, if you're the opposite (laughs) of me. And uh, you're like, I don't really want it. Like, you hate going to Disneyland or Disney World. Um, at least go via concierge because they will try to make it the best trip that you can have, even though you hate where you are. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll book whatever vacation you want. If you want Gator World, I mean, you can do <laughs> Gator World. Is, is that a thing? Went there. It was great. <laughs> See, there you go. You do other stuff besides besides just the parks. Yeah, yeah. We can do... We've got contracts set up with a lot of different hotel groups, and we can... We could set up pretty much anything that you want. So a, a lot of, I mean, pretty common it's to go to uh, Universal. Okay. Add a few days at Universal, whether regardless of coast, that that's common. Um, but we can book pretty much anything. If you if you don't feel like booking your trip to Tucson, we can probably help you out. <laughs> nice. Wow. There you go. Well, yeah. Well, there I don't you know go. Tucson. Well, I mean, it, we're we're Disney experts, so if yeah. you want recommendations, we're just gonna like. Google it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, look, I don't like Googling necessarily all the time. So oh, if we, I, will, we can Bing it too. Yeah, if I, you prefer. I do actually. Whatever you like. Microsoft Edge, oh please. Gosh. Is Bing still around? Sure. Duck, duck, Bing go. Something earlier today. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, he uses duck, duck, go. Of course he does. <laughs> Just because he like, he probably chuckles every time he types it in. Duck, duck, go. <laughs> <laughs> No, he has like some crazy conspiracy theory. Like that one doesn't leave traces of the like. It's true. (laughs) If you search something on duck, duck, whatever it's called, you won't see an advertisement for that. Like on Mm. Facebook later. I mean, he's not completely wrong. DuckDuckGo doesn't track your uh, your 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 data the way Google does, but. Um, it's not, it, I don't think it's really tied into Facebook necessarily. I'm just, um, I, I, yeah. that was just the, the, the instance. And he's, that, he's not even on Facebook anyway. What is he? Care? I know. No, I that was know. just her example. Yeah. I think oh, okay. he's literally an insane person though. Yeah. Well, what like, is what he, does he search? He's searching. Like I go in our room where our computer is and he's 99% of the time he's on eBay buying valve parts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds he's cool. Like, oh, I got a good deal on this one. I'm like, <laughs> 
Yeah. On this actuator or, or whatever. <laughs> it's great, Sam. Good. Good. I'm glad that the government doesn't know this about you. He's standing here just staring at me like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're giving away his secrets. <laughs> anyway, um, our Discord is up. So if you guys uh, want to join us in Discord, uh, there's a, a permanent link in the show notes that I put in there all the time. So, uh, you know, come swing by. It's, uh, you know, we're slowly growing. And I like our little Discord community. It's very fun. Um, Wordle has sort of overtaken one of the rooms, but that's okay. Yeah, gaming has become the Wordle room. Wordle that's, has uh, taken over everything. Yeah, I've stopped playing like, since it's I announced. Love slash same, hate same it so much. <laughs> what did you say, Bev? I love slash hate it so much. I I like it. It was really cool. And then the guy was like, "Oh, hey, I sold it to the New York Times," which I don't care about. I don't begrudge the guy. He made a, a probably he. I think they said like high six figures. I don't remember. No, low Ooh. seven. Low seven. So he made a million dollars. Easy. <laughs> Got good. I'm so glad that this guy ran up the New York Times for a for million dollars or more. That's great. But it's what the New York Times said that they, 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 they released a, like a press release. And they're like, oh, we bought it essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, to get more people to pay for our subscriptions. Not because like, oh, we really believe in it and we want to see it grow on the platform or just some like PR, whatever. It's literally, no, we want it to get more readers to us. It's like, well, yeah, of course you don't, you don't say the quiet part. I mean, at least they were honest. You don't say that. (laughs) And then they said it'll be free initially. Mm -hmm. So my thing is they've already paid him Mm -hmm. because he has so many daily users. I would imagine those daily user numbers have dropped. So the New York Times is getting something that they haven't fully paid for or that they that they didn't really pay for yet. And I think that's great. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I just it bugs me. It's like, don't tell me that you're just using me to to as a backdoor into your like to pay for your app and stuff like that. I feel like that's weird. So yeah, I don't I don't really care. Yeah. And that's fine. I just I like, me, not, so I stop paying it. I stop playing it like I'm still playing it, but I get bored with it now. So I'm like. I didn't like, get bored with it. It takes five minutes. I'm almost done playing with it. Getting guessed like, three, you're like, yeah. yeah. like, if I can't get it by the time I'm off the toilet, then I'm like, I'm just, I don't care anymore. There have been times when I've <laughs> desperately wanted a give up button. She's <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then, I, you know, eventually I get it because I'm really smart. I will but. say, I, I have, I've played it a lot of it, like probably like, I don't know, 30, 40 of them. And I have only missed the word one time. Like, didn't get it. Oh, um, yeah, same. I think maybe once, maybe twice. But yeah. That's pretty good. It's a cool game, for sure. There's a thing going on now where it's, uh, you know, it's hosted on UK site, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Wordle, whatever, dot UK. But they use the uh, American spellings for words. <laughs> so a oh, lot of really? Brits are like, what's going on, dude? Oh. What do you mean flavor without a U? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one word that I, I was like, funny. I don't know that word. But cool. What is word? <laughs> I can't remember now. It was like uh, oh. it was like maybe six days ago. I forget. Oh, it was. It, it started with an playing. A. You told me. You were like, yeah. A, oh, like, aloof. Aloof. Ooh. You same. I didn't get that one. Yeah, I was, was like, like, there's one recently I didn't get. It was aloof, and I was like, what the hell? It is wasn't a word? not aloof. No. I know what aloof. Aloft. Is. Aloft. Aloft. Yes, aloft. I was Say like, whatever. I've never heard that word before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, what are you gonna do? Um, you can support us. Though. That's what you're gonna do. You go to Etsy.com/slash/shop slash coveers and buy some shirts and a bunch of new merch is up there. Not new, but you know, recycled. That's what I mean. Um, but the best way of course is patreon.com slash ears up, sign up five bucks a month to get the secret show, which we're going to be doing here in a couple weeks. 
Uh, and that'll be fun. And I'm also working on a new pyramid, the eye, the ears, which in case you don't know, is our Disney conspiracy theory examination podcast that I do every so often. I think I've only done like two or three, uh, but I'm going to try to crack another one this month for uh, Patreon. It might happen in March. I don't really know. We'll see. I have, I just closed the window, but I think I have like 17 pages of notes I have to go through and really condense it. But, um, you know, let's just say it's about Walt and uh, his ties to a certain 1930s group. And that's all I'm going to say. Is is the is Pyramid Eyes and the Ears um, in addition to Walkabout or is yes. it? Oh, oh, yeah. It's my extra. Basically, you know, it's just a way for me to do other stuff cool. and, um, you know, throw it to uh, to Patreon. I think it's it's uh, it, it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the the main topic of the show. Taryn and I, we're finally going to finish up talking about how we're rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think we're all caught up. We haven't watched the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Pierced Earrings or the Pierced Nipples or whatever. I don't know, oh whatever God. the word is. Um, seven rings or ten rings. See, you don't even know. <laughs> There's some rings. Yeah, five golden no, rings. Pierced. <laughs> well, you don't know that. So we the last one we talked about was Black Panther, which I'm still going to say it's not as good as everyone thinks it was. It's not a very good movie. It's fine. It's a fine movie. But I do think that there are better MCU movies out there. Uh, then Thor Ragnarok, which is cool. Avengers, Affinity War, Ant-Man. I said Affinity War. It's like uh, it's like when a group of people just loves each other too much. I love you. You don't love me enough, man. I love you. Infinity War, uh, Ammon and the Wasp, Avengers Endgame, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. That was the last one we saw. Uh, Ragnarok just sort of rules. I like that movie a lot. So good. Infinity War was good, too, of course. You know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I don't know. It was sort of the least offensive of the two Ant-Man movies, but it was still terrible. And I really think you can just skip both Ant-Man movies. You just you hate him so much. He is the Understand, worst. I love him. He's the worst actor. He is so terrible. He is but not he's great at being Paul Rudd, <laughs> but Paul Rudd isn't great as an actor. So that's the confluence. <laughs> Paul Rudd is the... great at being Paul Rudd. That's yeah. true. And but he doesn't need to be in a lead of a movie. He can't do it. He I think can't he do just it. Just can't be Ant-Man. I think he's not. I think he's good. I think he's not a good Ant-Man, but I think he's a good actor, and I I like him in everything else. I don't like him as Ant-Man, wow. I will admit. I don't understand you. <laughs> uh, but that's fine, whatever. Um, and then Endgame, uh, that was cool. You know, Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, I hadn't seen. I thought I had seen it. I haven't seen it. That's with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, yeah, As yeah. Uh, Mysterio, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. It was it. it was pretty good. It, it got a little weird, you know, when they were in Venice. It, I don't know. It got a little. It got a little weird, but I I liked it overall. I thought it was really good. Um, it was a great. I liked Zendaya in it. I didn't realize watching it that that was Zendaya. Um, but I think she has a cool name and she's really pretty. And I thought she was good. Well, there you go. Of the three Spider Men, because I saw the most recent one, that was my favorite. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I like the first one, I, I guess, because it's just, you know, kind of cute and he's he's still trying to figure out his stuff. And, you know, he's he's a good awkward kid. But yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home. It was cool. Uh, so we've been watching him on Disney Plus, of course, and they have, you know, how to watch these certain movies where it's like you can watch him in phase one, two or three or release date or whatever, or uh, the MCU timeline, 
right? So they have everything in order. And that's how we've been watching it. Uh, what comes next? What movie comes after this or whatever? But recently, when we went back to watch some of these, I thought I want to talk about it real fast. They've, they've added any TV shows that take place within that timeline into their ah. viewing order timeline. So you can go through and it's like, I think after... Iron Man two, they have the um, the one the one Ben Kingsley as like the the fake uh, the fake bad guy or whatever. Yeah, the 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 fake Mandarin. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Yeah, um, they, yeah that was the Ten Rings kind of intro. Oh, okay. Because they they did a um a uh, was a Marvel one shots I think where it's like a one off series. Anyway, so that's inserted now into the timeline, so you can get a little more background on the Mandarin if you want. We I would like to go back and watch those, but I thought that was really neat. I didn't really see anybody talking about it, but. If you want to get the full experience <laughs> about really what's going on in the MCU and the timeline and stuff like that, um, Disney Plus sort of has it covered. Except yeah. the Spider-Man. You can't watch him there. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? No Spider-Man. No Spider-Man. That's, uh, that's what everyone says. The 21st Amendment Brewery's latest beer release, Tropical Brew Free or Die IPA, puts an island vacation in their whimsically designed cans. That's right, cans. This refreshing year-round release, Tropical IPA, is brewed with pale and Munich malts, brimming with a Zaka, Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops, and topped with a splash of pineapple flavor. The result is a clean, refreshing beer featuring a mix of sweet malt, balanced bitterness, fruit-forward hops, and a nice tropical vacation at the finish. Tropical Brew for Your Die IPA is available at your local good beer shop, neighborhood taproom, and anywhere else people come together to find great craft beer. Beautifully done. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I haven't found Tropical Brew for Your Die IPA lately. I'm uh, just going to put it out there. Oh. I, I, feel, I feel a little bit like a liar every time because <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it at my... Uh, we do get Brew for Your Die we get some 21A out here, but I, uh, in Colorado, but I haven't seen that one lately. I'll, uh, I'll get on Sully for you. All right. Sully, what's next? Who's that? 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 All right, Taryn, who is that? All right. Today for this segment, we are going to be talking about Sid. So everybody knows Sid, I'm sure, from Toy Story, Andy's vicious neighbor. So Toy Story is, of course, one of the most iconic animated movies of our generation. It revolutionized animation and told a story that we could all relate to. We could even relate to the horrible, toy-destroying next-door neighbor, Sid. Now, Sid Phillips is Andy's psychopathic next-door neighbor. He wears a black shirt with a skull on it, and this brace-faced preteen is known for being a total jerk. He terrorizes toys by blowing them up, feeding them to his dog, Scud, and playing, quote-unquote, doctor, switching heads and bodies of various toys to create creepy mutant playthings. Throughout the course of the movie, Sid gets the upper hand when he wins buzz and woody out of a claw machine at the at pizza planet but of course buzz and woody come up with a plan work together with the mutant toys who turn on sid and ultimately scare the poop out of him by showing him that they are in fact real now why is sid interesting sid's a great villain we all know this guy maybe he was your neighbor maybe your sister or cousin or maybe you in fact were sid 
Regardless of who your Sid was, everyone grows up knowing someone who rips the heads off of Barbies or the legs off dinosaurs. He's relatable and hateable. That said, he is the only human character in the Toy Story franchise who knows that toys are real. The toys purposely reveal themselves to Sid, creating a nightmare for him that he is not soon to forget. Now, what else have you seen him in? In Monsters, Inc., while Sid isn't physically present, Claus Ward, a blue-clawed monster, runs out of the door of a kid's room on the scare floor and states that the kid almost touched him. As he runs out, you can see a poster on the wall in the kid's room that says, Killin' Paul Bunyan and his Blue Ox of Doom which is the exact same poster that was on Sid's wall in Toy Story, suggesting that Claus Ward has been leaving Sid's room. Hmm. Okay. Sid also made a couple of other appearances in Monsters, Inc. Laugh Factory comic book series, and of course we see him as a garbage man in Toy Story 3. Now, the character of Sid was based on former a former Pixar employee who was known to disassemble toys and use the parts to make strange creations. During production, he was also referred to as, quote-unquote, Little Jack Nicholson, which explains why the rug in Sid's house has the same pattern as the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Huh, that's funny. Sid is voiced by Eric Von Detten, who played him in Toy Story 1 and 3. Detten was born in San Diego, California, and known for his acting roles as the lead male character Danny in Escape from Witch Mountain, and as Josh Bryant in The Princess Diaries opposite Anne Hathaway. Wait, which mountain? Which mountain? Yeah, which mountain? Funny. Thank you. Thanks, folks. I'll be here all night. (laughs) He also starred in several television sitcoms and reprised his role of Sid just before retiring from acting altogether in 2010. He's currently 39 years old and works as a sales manager for a commodities brokerage firm. (laughs) Imagine just retiring from acting. Yeah, I just, the easy life is too easy. I need a challenge. I need quotas to fill. I need numbers to crunch, personally. Acting is not easy. Sure it is. Yeah, sure it is. It's super easy. All you do is you go up and you just be yourself. And if they like you, they like you. And if not, don't worry about it. But no, voicing you, a child. If you go and be yourself, yeah, yeah. you end up Paul Rudd and people hate you. I was you. just going to say that. <laughs> you guys love Paul Rudd. I'm, so you proved my point. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you. You are so. Thank I wish you. Jeremy was here. Who's that? I wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was almost done, but um, Sid is a jerk. He's a psychopath who seeks to destroy, but he's also just a kid. A violent and terrifying kid, but a kid nonetheless. And because he's both a kid and a bully that we've all known, there's also a part of us that just feels bad for Sid. I always wonder what happened to Sid since Toy Story 3. While he probably works as a garbage man, as a means to easily dispose of bodies, I like to imagine that he's in therapy and he's apologized to his sister and he has an Etsy shop where he fixes toys for sick children. I mean, I can dream, can't I? Who's that? 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 Very good, Taryn. Thank you. Fun fact. Um, I only tore the head off of one action figure when I was a kid, and it was Shredder from the Ninja Turtles because he had the, the squishy head. Mm-hmm. And I pulled his head off so I could put Krang on top of it because there was that brief period of time in the cartoons where Krang possessed 
Shredder by sitting on his head, which in retrospect is really weird. That's true, Eric. <laughs> I'm glad they all stopped laughing at the same time. Yeah. Well, look, they're a trained studio audience. Um, all right, Bev, it's time for Budget Bev. Budget Bev. And that's what this show's Love about, her. everybody. So with all the price increases we've read about, I wanted to see if it was still possible to eat sensibly in Disneyland or if your day would just be like a $100 minimum for food and now you just sort of have to deal with it like it's at least this much money for tickets and if you want to do a uh, lightning lane it's this thing and genie plus whatever right so all these things that we sort of accept in the parks but uh, is a, a food budget a sensible thing to be able to do so Bev you said that you're going to go to the Disneyland Resort I thought let's make Let's make Bev do this. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be sent to a budget land. You know what I mean? I want you to do it. So we gave you a budget. And I thought it was only fair to put it to the listeners and people on social media as to how much of your own personal money you got to spend. Um, I think the range ultimately was what? 20 to 75 bucks, I think is what it yes. was. Okay. And we had about two days to vote, you know, a little short notice, but uh, I apologize myself. Personally, I voted to give you $40 because uh, I wanted to make it hurt. I wanted you to really suffer with this one. That was generous, but <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I it, went 30 in a shocking turn of events. Taryn, the internet was kind to Beverly and voted to set her day at $60. Dang. The internet likes you, apparently. I don't know why. I blame, I blame it on the slider. It was really hard to figure out what was going on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so let's talk about Budget Bev. How was this whole experience? How did you start your day? What was your plan? Let's talk about it. Let's so, get into it. I went into this. Um, I didn't want to do anything, you know, to... Um, I didn't want to cheat, right? So I planned to, with the exception of breakfast, which I never eat in the park. I always get it at my hotel with the exception, which I didn't even actually do. I just ended up buying some, I door dashed or I Instacarted some mini muffins and that's what we, and so we were getting ready. <laughs> well, and, but like, and that is also part of that too, is I wanted to, uh, I didn't want you to deviate really from how you would normally be in the parks. Everyone does the exactly. parks differently. Mm -hmm. So for you, but you know, I didn't bring in any, I didn't bring any like, uh, Uncrustable. I didn't bring in like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I just, I was going to bring in some trail mix, which I actually ended up forgetting the day <laughs> we did this, which was cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And as normal, I brought in my own water because if mm -hmm. you're paying $4 for a bottle of Dasani, you're an idiot. Yes. Right. Agreed. <laughs> Other than that, everything I purchased was from Disney. Okay. And um, I tried to be smart about the things that I bought that I bought I wanted to buy things that had some nutritional value so that I wasn't just consuming empty calories and you know if I got a bunch of french fries in two hours I'd be like oh I want a slurpee or you know you're right so like I said I had the mini they weren't muffins what were they cinnamon rolls I had like three mini cinnamon rolls and a cup of coffee from my from my hotel room okay we went into the park hung out for a while uh for lunch we went to the Golden Horseshoe. And I did this specifically mm. because we had all just talked about the food at the Golden Horseshoe. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I ended up actually having the mixed green chicken salad there. Hmm. Okay. You did and I didn't, healthy. I didn't necessarily. I also felt like a toad. So I was like, I need to like eat not deep fried anything. <laughs> toad? You're just looking at felt, flies I salivating? so gross. Okay. Um, 
so, but I, I just, I felt bad. So I wanted to put something green and healthy in my body. So I, I bought this and not because I don't even think it was the cheapest thing on the menu, but the mixed green chicken salad was uh, $10 and 49 cents. I, I mean, it's pricey. It's pricey. It's freaking huge. Okay. Because you, you go into okay. like a restaurant, you're going to get a, that's a, probably on par, maybe yeah. a little bit cheaper than at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think salads typically go for like, and for the size I think it was like 14. I mean, they're usually like 14 bucks at a, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I've paid anywhere from 14 to $17 at a restaurant for a salad, especially Ooh. with so, chicken in it. Yeah. With chicken. Yeah. And the chicken wasn't creepy. So that was nice. That's good. Um, and I'm sorry, so creepy about, chicken. You Look, everybody knows what creepy chicken. Is. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> sure. And then halfway, like my in-between meal, I decided to get a cup of coffee and a slice of watermelon. Okay which I oh. sent you a picture of, and it was yeah. the best $6 I ever spent in my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> and these are not Oof. Starbucks coffees. I went to Disney, like their little coffee kiosk. Okay. Oh, nice. So it's probably the Joffrey's coffee or whatever? It was the Joffrey's coffee, okay. yeah, and a, just a slice of watermelon, and that was fine. Like, they sell just a slice of watermelon? They do. That's You know how they had before, like, the pickles in the, like, plastic bags, and then they yeah. had like, the slices of watermelon, or not watermelon, but um, pineapple? pineapple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now they yeah. do watermelon, and I was like... Mm. I want that. I didn't even think it was watermelon season. It, I, I don't think it is. And it was delicious. <laughs> we live in amazing okay. times. Too. We yes, sure do. Yeah, I guess. Amazing times. I'm telling yeah, you. All right. All right. So then um, we ate dinner like right around the time, um, kind of just before fireworks. Mm-hmm. And for this, I was like, well, the park is open until 11 and it's about 830 right now. I want to hold some. I want to eat something that I'm not going to be hungry again until we're leaving the park when I inevitably buy something sweet. Right. <laughs> so I got the gumbo bread bowl. Oh, that's a Smart. good choice. Okay. For $11.49. So where are you at right now with, in your budget at dinner? Um, I, I have it. I have a total at the end, but I oh, don't okay. have it that added up. That's okay. Oh, but my I, God. I, I could math it really fast. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm right around like 27 bucks ish Okay. Yeah. 27 left so, or 27 spent? 27 spent. Good Lord. That's great. Yeah. I, it, it was, and it really wasn't a challenge. Like I wasn't starving. I, it was pretty easy to do. So I ate this. It was great. I almost, I didn't even finish it. It was too much. I ate all the gumbo, but I couldn't eat all the bread. <laughs> and um, nobody ever eats all the bread. I don't, that's a lot of bread. I, I have eaten lot all of, the bread. <laughs> and also it life. was freaking freezing. And I was like shivering and I'm like, trying to eat this bread bowl. <laughs> like I just, I have to stop right now. <laughs> so anyway, as we're leaving to walk back to our hotel, we were walking through uh, downtown Disney and there's a mac- macaron. Mm-hmm, macarons. Yes. And, and I bought four macarons for $3 a piece at coming. I had the money available in my budget to splurge. There you go. So, and what do you mean? They saw her coming. Three dollars a piece for a macaron. They were hella good. Not the not the Matterhorn macaroons. The macaron, the no, sandwiches. The They're still called did, macaron. No. Did it have That's the fruit in it too, or no? Because there's They're only one O. They're both called macarons. No. They're both called. Yeah. I told they you are that. Both called one's a macaroon. One's a macaron. Yes. No, one has one less O. Yes, I know. And it's shaped but, like an O. But it's yeah. French. It's a different language. They, it's it's macaron. Thank you, Taryn. You're welcome. For validating. First of all, no, you're. What what do you mean, thank you, Taryn? You're both wrong. 
Well, let's see. Let's ask Eric and I are both the battle of the sexes. I don't. I'm not let's on go. your side, Jason. Uh, You're not. Why you not? Saying? You just said that. You just said the same thing I did. That the one has one less O. You just changed. I see how I, it is. I, I think I'm misunderstanding. I'll just back away from this. Uh, <laughs> okay, just, just go back to my own show. <sighs> Here, let's see. Bev said it right. It's macaron. Yeah, it sounds like you were right. Me? I'm right? According to... No, any, oh, that's the anyway, American pronunciation. Well, regardless, you got the sandwiches, <laughs> not the good one. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I got the sandwiches and they were delicious. All right. Um, and I, obviously this is not including tax or anything. Cause I, I'm not about that life, but, uh, my total spent was $39 and 98 cents out of wow. town. Hmm. And you got to splurge. You got goodies. And I was like, I want that sweet. I want that creme brulee mac- macaron Ooh, right creme now. Brulee flavor? In fact, I want four of them. Okay, so and this is this is sort of like the the point of of this little exercise. Like, yes, of course, you know, food is expensive at Disney, but Disneyland, but you know, you you can eat relatively cheap. And we do sort of see articles and we talk about it from time to time, like how expensive the food is. Did you at any time feel like I'm hungry, but I can't go get any food because I'm on a budget? Did you did that? Did you even think about that? I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, in fact. The only thing I did think was if you're really trying to stick to a budget, the only way you're going to be able to do this is if mm-hmm. you're doing the fast serve or walk-ups because the actual reservation, the the hotels, the restaurants that take reservations that are sit down, they are quite a bit more expensive. Okay. So the following or the day previous, Abby and I had lunch at the, uh, it's not the Blue Bayou, it's the fake Blue Bayou. Oh, the one across the, the across the French French market, I think. French, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I had some mushroom risotto thing, and it was like twenty four dollars, mm. like that. And it wasn't even that good, but and you have to pay tip. And... Exactly. Exactly. So this was really, if you're trying to budget, this is the way to go. And there are tons of options. So the following day after I did this, I was like, well, that was easy. I'm going to try to challenge myself. Oh. And see if I could spend less. I wasn't really able to spend less, but had I prepared to spend less in the sense of like, you know, eat breakfast at the hotel, still get my cup of coffee because coffee is life, bring in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, you know, smuggle in your lunch because you're totally allowed to do that and bring in more snacks and then just eat dinner there. You can do this cheaper, but I couldn't because I didn't have, I, we flew there, so I didn't have a car. I couldn't go to the grocery store and plan for that, but I might try it next time and just see like what is the least amount of money I can actually spend because I'm a psycho and I like to do this to myself. <laughs> so, so would you say then that you could advise like an adult family to expect about $40 per adult per day? If they are planning to eat lunch and dinner in the parks, yes. I think that's fair. And that's, but not, that's not buying like, I didn't buy any sodas or any like, yeah, the kids meals are t- tend to be pretty cool because they at least like include a beverage. Mm. They're expensive, but the, they, they're like set between seven and nine bucks. Yeah. But they usually have like a side and a beverage that goes with them. But yeah, I would say that's probably pretty fair if you're planning to eat at least two meals in the park. Yes. And if you think about it, if you if you hadn't gotten the macarons, um, then you could have gotten breakfast probably 
I mean, that would be what, 12 bucks? Yeah. I would have had 12 bucks to put towards breakfast. I don't, maybe I would have, but what, but the thing is, what would I have eaten for breakfast at Disneyland? That's what my, that's See, always. Breakfast is my favorite thing at Disneyland. The John Holiday oh. Bakery. And then you yeah. get the yeah. breakfast croissant. Yes. Or cup of coffee. Tomorrowland. Cup of fruit. Sure. You can do that too, Eric, if you want to well, be. It comes with the croissant, right? Oh, yeah, I guess it's been okay. a while. I don't know. <laughs> and to- Tomorrowland has thing. a bre- breakfast burrito that is actually oh. very good. It's the only thing well, that's good I'm- in Tomorrowland. And I don't know any of this because I literally never eat breakfast in the park. I didn't even, other than I ate once at the Jolly Holiday mm-hmm. where you like pay $40, like the character breakfast, which mm. don't do. Okay. Hold on, I have to yell at my family to be quiet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Jolly Holiday. Yeah, my my standard for a while was Jolly Holiday croissant with the cup of fruit and the Mickey macaron that had the raspberries inside oh. and a cup of coffee. That's pretty good. That's a good way to kick off the day. Yeah, yeah. You watch all the people running down Main Street, full tilt, trying to do some something <laughs> while you're just sitting there sipping coffee. That's yeah. way too hot. That's right. Yes. And I don't care if I get on a ride today. Yeah. <laughs> it'll happen. It'll it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Never trust the uh, wait times at the beginning of the uh, day because by the time you actually get off of whatever mode of transportation you're taking to get into the park, that's not what they're going to be. <laughs> no, absolutely not. All right. So what's next? I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience with the, um, I don't know what it's called. I, I'm blanking on the name. The Lightning Lane? Pay to ride rides. The Lightning yes. Lane. So I did that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How um, was it? Wait, did you do the G- the whole Genie Plus or the Lightning I Lane? Or did are- not do the Genie where like the Genie Plus like dictates my day. I didn't uh-huh. do that. Okay. But I we're gonna I'm, make you do I'm, that next time. I'm I think. curious to do that next time. Actually, yeah. I'm kind of intrigued by it. Yeah. Um. I and I, you know, I don't know if I'm just I spaced or what, but I didn't realize that. When you pay for the lightning lane, you are allowed to go on. You get a you get a essentially a lightning lane, one time to those rides. I thought it was like we rode Soren, and I was like, "Oh, cool, let's just choose one for mm-hmm. a later time." No, so I was a little surprised by that. But so what I feel do you like mean? We probably talked about it. What do you mean? So, so you're you're allowed. So the lightning the light the rides that offer the lightning lane pass, you are allowed one lightning lane pass essentially so i can't go ride space mountain via the lightning lane and then book another return time via the lightning lane you get to use it one time so you you can't do space mountain twice with the lightning lane no you can do it once with the lightning lane uh, and the second time by standing in an hour and a half line interesting hmm. i wonder why. which i didn't realize like did we talk about this did i not know this mm-hmm. no i mean i feel like we we've talked about it but so you're you're telling me it's not like the fast pass. It doesn't give you it access is, to the light. You can't lane. go back. Like you can't just go back and grab another fast pass. So could what's you, the point uh, of it? Could you pay again and get I, another no, one? No, I try. I tried. Really? Well, I mean, I I didn't try, but I looked into the possibility of doing that. But no, it didn't even give me that option. Huh? Weird. Yeah, the light, lightning lanes are definitely set up differently than the max pass system was, or even just regular yeah. fast passes. It's it's all very, it's also, very stupidly complicated. <laughs> it's it's a little broken too. So at one point, I bought them on Saturday, um, and it was it was so busy. Saturday it was terrible. Mm. 
one of the, like the, we never actually ended up riding Space Mountain on Saturday because at 11 a.m. the lightning lane return time was like 3.45. But then by me booking that, it disabled me from being able to book another lightning lane until. Oh, yes, for sure. After 3.45. So right. that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Before if you got, you know, Radiator Springs when you were doing lightning lane for that or fast passes for that you waited an hour and you were eligible to get another fast pass at some point. You just had to wait whatever their buffer window was. That's not an option anymore. That's weird. Mm. Yeah. It was a, so you almost, I thought it was broken. Like I'm looking at my thing and I'm like, why can't I book this? (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like you have to be strategic with your things. And if you, if you want to go on a, a big ride, you either don't do that first or, well, I think that's where uh, Genie Plus comes in. I think I think they're they're making it so you can you know obviously you, little ticky tacky you know ways to to get more money out of us, but also well you know if you have to be strategic and you, you know, how are you going to plan your day? Well, hey, we have this whole AI program right here, hmm. so you do right. that, and then if you get it's like automated cards, if everybody's on the same system, then I think it'll flow easier. You know, if we all had automated cars, there would be no traffic because theoretically the cars would communicate, right? And like we wouldn't have to slam on our brakes and things would just kind of ebb and flow the you know the way it goes, right? But that's never going to happen. No. Um, I feel like with this Genie Plus thing too, it's it's these rogue elements, yeah. Taryn, that don't do it, that inhibit don't everybody. Have their phone out all day. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buying wow. their their fuel rods religiously, <laughs> replacing yep. them. Yep. Every two hours. Absolutely, dude. Suck down that energy, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's weird. That's a little weird, but uh, it was a little weird. shocking. Um, it, didn't, it's not, it didn't necessarily deter... It hasn't deterred me from purchasing it potentially in the future, but I think it would have been nice. I mean, and I'm sure it says that in the fine print, but who reads that? Yeah. But um, it certainly gave me a little pause, and I wish I had known about it. I mean, yeah, and I thinking about it in my own head, because I can't think about it in anybody else's head, I guess. (laughs) Stupid thing to say. Um, Yes, that makes sense. Lightning lanes, you you just buy it per individual ride. But the way you described it is still the way that I think about it if I'm not forced to really think about it, right? Where it's the the old way, the fast pass. You buy this thing or the max pass, like Eric said. You buy this thing and then you have access to all this stuff. That's sort of what we're all used to. And it's a change of... The thoughts to change. It's how we have to change the way we look at riding rides and trying to skip lines. Now also, you have to pay for that. Every for time. what they're charging. I mean, basically yeah. they took away and I don't want to be negative too much, but mm-hmm. for, for what they're like with max pass, what they offered before is nothing. It's, it's not even close to what they're offering now. And I feel like they, it should short, sort of be like, since they're um got her <laughs> sorry bev with the snap is like I indiana have, jones of the whip just whoosh. <laughs> i have a lot of thoughts i'm trying to get out all, all at once i think by paying the 20 dollars for the thing yeah. you should essentially be able to be like i'm going to i i paid for this i I, I don't know. They should. You know what I'm trying. Yes, what I'm trying they, to say. they like, should I'm give just, you a couple. You pay twenty bucks times. and you get two and you get two rides, whatever you want, and then everything else is additional or something. And like then that. the adi- we uh, we did the additional um, Radiator Springs, uh, which was twelve each. 
Okay, so you paid twelve dollars to skip the line at Radiator Springs. Was that worth yes, it? Was per, that worth twelve dollars? Yeah, per person's twenty four dollars. Really? Okay. Mm. How is that worth twenty four dollars? Saturday, because on Saturday that line never dipped below like one sixty. I just wouldn't it have ridden it. I just would have. Hot, okay, and it was so stupidly hot on Saturday in. Mm freaking february it made no sense oh yeah but, sunday uh, sunday in anaheim was 85 degrees the hottest temperature in the united states in february it was, was anaheim it was california at 85 degrees i believe it dang um but when we, we got there for our ride time mm-hmm. the ride was broken down oh no and i was like and I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know. Are they following the same rules they did with the fast passes where if you miss your window, you're out of luck. And mm-hmm. I, I went and talked to the cast member very politely. And I was like, so I have this thing. <laughs> um, are, is it going to be honored? And she was like, she didn't know. Oh, really? So she, she actually took me <laughs> huh. to speak to somebody else because she couldn't answer that. And I was like, well, Cause I it's all digital know. now. Right. So and how do you like, refund no, no, that? They'll well. He was like, they'll honor it, or if the ride never comes back up today, you just get a refund. It's it's. Don't worry about. Is it, it automatic? Okay. The refund. Well, that's or? cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was good to know. Um, but it did get uh, go up working, and we waited probably three minutes. The lightning lane, I will say, is <laughs> for getting on those rides quickly. But it's, I don't know. I so yeah. I like it, and I hate it, and I have a moral hatred of paying for something that used to be free yeah i think next Agreed. time we have to set a lightning lane budget for you can you still enjoy your time at the parks <laughs> yeah. and only have a 50 dollar lightning lane budget well i only spent 20 30 32 dollars individually y- yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> now we you- talked about it on this show and we've talked about it on my show a few times but it's interesting so like last summer um, in August, we, we did a show on Genie Plus after Jim, Jimmy went to the parks and discussed it. Um, and we've talked about some of our experiences here. The thing that's interesting to me is, um, well, it's something that I'm, I'm forgetting now that I threw out, I, I diverted a portion of my brain to talk about my show briefly. Uh, Self-promotion yeah, oh yes, will always get you was. in the end, Eric. Right. The the point of the the point of this statement, <laughs> yeah, obviously, is that the uh, the pass that you can get at Universal, the like their their line skipping pass, is way more expensive and is still once per ride throughout the entire park. So any of the places that have their version of Lightning Lightning Lane, you get it once. Really. So same thing, and it's it's like a hundred dollars, especially if you buy it on the day of. It's cheaper if you buy it in advance. If you buy it on the day of, it's more money. Um, so they're really incentivizing like, perks like lunch. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a separate thing. They have, uh, I mean, universal, um, Knott's Berry farm. Of course they, they have six flags. They have all these meal plans still, but, um, no, it's just, uh, it's just the line, their version of fast pass where you buy this one and you get one ride per cool attraction. And it's, they're still just doing it that way where well, this is more like France where um, a few years ago, Jeremy paid for just Ratatouille and we all laughed at him. Ha ha. What a fool. <laughs> uh, but now we're, now we're all doing it. And now we're all, all dollars. Yeah. Isn't too bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. And there's a news story I'll talk about about that too. Um, that a lot of people are doing this, more people than we ever thought would. Bev, did we talk there about? There were a lot of people in that line, really? and the cast it, members. Dude. It seems weird. Like at one point, we got in line, the regular line for Big Thunder, and it seemed like for every five person, five people that went through that were in the regular line, thirty lightning lane people went through like the lightning lane people <laughs> just don't wait they just get they just get shuffled right in so it was a 45 minute wait but mm. if the lightning lane didn't exist it probably would have only been like 20 huh. well this is the big argument this is what people don't really understand we're still coming in terms of it fast passes and people skipping the line inevitably makes the lines longer yeah it makes I, them I longer. definitely saw that firsthand yeah and the cast member, you know, the, the, they they don't really have a set amount of people that they let through. At least with FastPass, they didn't. It's just up to the cast member's discretion. Mm-hmm. So if that line is backing up, you know, they'll pump through FastPass people because the other people in the line are expected to wait. Jeez. Right, because they yeah. didn't pay the premium. Right, right. Lightning Lane and FastPass, it sort of, it kills it kills the lines. It, it gets more people in the shops. And that's what Disney wants also, yeah. ultimately. Um, which, if you think about it, is a great way to just sort of pinch your movement, your customers into paying more. You get them out of the lines by getting a free reservation. So then they're out they're buying merch. They're buying you know food. They're doing whatever. But then you take away the free reservation and make them pay for it. Well, they're used to doing this anyways. They're used to paying you know extra food, taking shopping time or whatever. So now they're just going to pay to get that same feeling back again. So they're paying... They're paying no matter what. Do you think there's an envy in, input as well where people are saying they're standing toward the front of the line. They finally got up there and then they realize the reason the line was so slow is because a bunch of people paid to get in. And they go, oh, I could do that. Probably. $25 yeah. Five dollars for sure. rise isn't that bad. I mean, uh, yeah. Ultimately, I feel like the the longer the normal lines get the more and more it makes sense to try to skip those lines. And then you sort of justify it. You work it out in your budget and go, well, you know, I could do, we could set aside 50 bucks a person and, uh, you know, (laughs) just skip a couple of these rides and you see how easy it is. And like you, Bev, you saw how easy it was. You like it. Now you're probably going to work it into your trip from now on. At least a portion of it. It's certainly, yeah. I don't think it's something we would do every time. Mm Mm-hmm. But I will say, if we're ever unfortunate enough to be there again on a Saturday, <laughs> it's something. It's something I'll pay for. Mm-hmm. God, did we talk we about? Would have written three the whole day, three things if we hadn't really. Done that. Wow, it was trash in February. Yeah, I know yeah. it was a weekend, and those are usually pretty busy. But good lord, the weather was gorgeous. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, did we talk about your second day on budget yet? Yeah, very briefly. I just kind of okay. glossed over it and how All it's right. just not really very feasible. If you're not bringing in There's a your own lunch, so what okay. were you trying to do? Did you have a, a an amount in in your head on the second day? Yeah, like thirty bucks. Thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was hard to do. Gotcha. It was hard. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you think a sensible amount is? If you're, you know, so you stay at a hotel with a breakfast, which is, you know, generally what most I'm people sorry. do. It was twenty bucks. It was not thirty bucks. Okay. I was trying to do it in twenty bucks. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. What do you think an average amount is that you can budget for? Because I think that's really sort of the, the, the good wrap up for this is what do you think per person eating in the parks? 30 bucks, 35, 35 bucks. That's not bad. Honestly, because that gives you two meals and some snackies. Okay. 
it's and that's like not even including my macarons macarons yeah i hate calling them that me too it's fine. I don't know. I I guess I faded out because I was looking. Uh, I was looking that up, and uh, you know, I think I'm right on that too. But uh, so was was that what it was? Macaron versus macaron. Yeah, Ma- oh, it's okay. macaroon versus macron. Okay. Yes. Yes, that was the argument. I've literally been saying that wrong my whole life. I think most people do. I was right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, everybody, and then we're going to come back. We're going to do some Disney news. There's a lot popping off in the Disney sphere of uh, of news organizations and, uh, you know, like that. So stay tuned. Thanks, Bev, for your service. I really appreciate it. You did great. Anytime. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hang on. We'll be right back. Back to Ears Up, where the opinions never stop. All right. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. Um, I think we're going to do a little Disney news. Okay. Because there is a lot going on here. What? Did I just flag? What did I just do? I don't know what I'm doing here. Losing my way. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a while since I've been at the buttons. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've been at the helm. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. Well, Bev, uh, I have a couple stories here in the news that um, I'm sad that you've missed, that they're just really close to being <laughs> to being closer to your trip. But you know what? Next time, I feel like you can you can do these things. What do you think? Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm always up for a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too bad it's not the churro challenge. Ugh, I'm not up for that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Disneyland's parking trams start up again on February 23rd. I saw that. It's my anniversary. Oh, nice. Disneyland's tram service will start up again on February 23rd to bring visitors from the Mickey and Friends and Pixar Pals parking structures to the main entrance Esplanade between Disneyland and the California Adventure Parks. When Disneyland reopened amid the pandemic, it did so at reduced capacity and restricted visitors to California residents only so there were fewer visitors Hence, no shuttles. But now they're coming back because everything's uh, everything's coming over. That's basically it. Trams are back. That's been a big sticking point. I wonder why it took so long. Uh, you, I, I don't know. Probably have to hire people back, and eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a long walk. It is a long walk. It is a freaking long walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I wouldn't even do it. It it actually reminds me of somebody. Uh, on Instagram posted something about um, when you stay at the Disneyland resorts, yeah. they, they offer like exercise classes sometimes like yoga and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this one of your stories? Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, but well, go that, ahead. That's not, I wasn't going to tell this <laughs> okay, story. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that one of them is like walking around the park and like who, who would do that? I don't know. Well, it used to be free. But maybe we'll I, get to that in the story coming I up. I was just going to say that I stayed at a Disneyland resort for the first time this trip. And I was a little surprised to see That's that right. they were. We didn't talk about it. So so oh. you stayed at, uh, where'd you stay? I stayed at the Paradise Pier. Okay. How was it? Because Terrence loves that. Doesn't he? It's like his thing. Uh, yeah. He's like obsessed. I love the Paradise Pier. It's great. Yeah. It was It was fine. It was, okay. it was nice. Yeah. And I see the value in it, sort of. So like if you're... The value in staying on the resort? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Because it is I pretty think close. if you're the kind yeah. of person who's it's it is, and actually you are able to cut through um, as long as you have a room key. I cut right through the uh, Grand Californian. Mm-hmm. We started our day in um, DCA that day anyway. But uh, if you're the kind of person who leaves in the middle of the day, goes back to the hotel, lets the kids go swimming, blah blah blah. I think these are this is a great option for you. If you're older and you don't want to do the walk, I think it's a great option. I think that personally, you can pay quite a bit less and just choose one of the good neighbor hotels that are across the street and you're kind of just as close. Mm -hmm. Did you feel any extra Disney magic by living? I mean, staying there? (laughs) By existing on the plane of... The room was really nice. We had a view. We got the park view room. So it was it was up. It was nice. I mean, it was fine. It was certainly newer than some of the other hotels that I've stayed at, but it wasn't. It was a Marriott with Mickey lamps. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. and it's weird right now. It, none of the restaurants are open still, right? It's still. Right. Yeah, that doesn't help because they do have some good. If you're into character dining, they have some good character dining mm-hmm. there usually. But yeah, it, when it comes to Disney magic, it's it's kind of there, but in not in the same way as like a Disneyland resort or the grand Californian. It's, I was it's, just, I was just going to say like, it's almost like a little bit cruel to stay <laughs> here and then have to walk through the grand Californian. Yeah. Cause I was like, bro, but also, <laughs> I mean, that place is like 700 bucks a night. I'm not, no, I'm never going to pay. For that. I don't know. Yeah. That's not worth it to grand Californian is not worth it. I mean, even at 500 bucks, it really wasn't worth it. But I, I always feel like the, if you're going to stay on the resort, Disneyland Hotel sort of the way to go. But um, I don't know. I, I do like the Grand Californian, but it's too much, I though. Say, I, for me, I for me, it's too Grand much. Californian I would if beautiful. look, if I was rich, for sure. Why not? I'm not. Yeah, if money wasn't an issue, sure. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, right. I don't know. Yeah, everything matches your budgets. But anyway, like Taryn let out of the bag. Disneyland Resort hotel guests can now take workout classes inside DCA before it opens. But that's always been the case. How is this news? That's, that's I guess, why I didn't feel like I was breaking anything because uh, I don't know. When we stayed there yeah. 10 years ago, you were able to do that. Well, maybe they stopped. It used to be now a two-mile two power walk through DCA that was free, and you showed up before the park opened. Mm-hmm. And that went away with COVID, of course, like everything. And this is, it really hasn't come back. This is it coming back. You can now pay to power walk through the park or do yoga in the park. Or According to the article, you get to, you get to choose what you do and where you do it. You can go through the Redwood Challenge Trail, right? Um, I don't know. Let's find out together. This is what news is all about. Is me just reading the article for the first time and then either this, celebrating or complaining. This park that you're going to walk nine miles in later on today, you can <laughs> pay to power walk two miles in this morning. Yeah. Um, you can what participate in more than a dozen fitness classes ranging in length from 30 to 45 minutes. Imagine you're like the cast members of this land and you're like trying to open your little spot and you see these people just like huffing by or doing yoga right in front of you. You're like, bro, I'm just I, I'm just trying to like hose the mats off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can I just can you not do uh, the classes which are available for an additional fee ranging from twenty five to thirty dollars per class include yoga circuit training, which I imagine is some sort of electronics thing like you build like a computer. I don't know. 
or um, running exactly and then push-ups. <laughs> uh, power walking and a boot camp. Who wants to go get your butt kicked at Disney? Uh, whatever. Um, and they're oh, definitely not your, your garden variety hotel sweat sessions. Uh, this is through the um, Tenaya Stone Spa, which is at DCA. You have to run up and down the stairs of a goofy sky school. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quote, we have the unique opportunity to bring exclusive fitness offerings that you cannot find anywhere else in the world, said Brett Perkins, <laughs> director of Tenaya Stone Spa. Imagine experiencing the ser- imagine imagine experiencing the serenity of Disney's California Adventure before the park <laughs> awakens, while you travel from land to land with a high intensity workout. It's a one of a kind experience. Yeah, so is getting beat over the head with a cricket bat in the parking lot. I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. You've done the five k through the park. Well, yeah, right? that's true. That was fun. I mean, see, it's kind of the same thing with less people. But, but that was like not a running whole with ten thousand other people. Is it a one of a kind experience if you can just pay to do it again? It's really not one of a kind because it's probably like <laughs> they should people. limit it like one per household. <laughs> nope, you did this four years ago. I don't care. You already did it. We're not doing it. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the 60 minutes of the power walking workout is 60 minute energetic walk and active stretch. It takes no. uh, participants through the theme park for up to two miles at a 15 to 18 per minute mile pace, which is, I think, what we did for the mile, <laughs> for the run Disney thing. I can't really remember. That's 16 minutes max. Yeah. Per mile. Um, so this is not a direct replacement for that experience. This class does give guests a new way to get their steps in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, also, going into the park gets your yeah. steps in. Uh, boot camp. People's average steps are like a what a thousand or a ten thousand a yeah, day. Yeah, that's why ten thousand is like the Fitbit set that it's just an arbitrary. It doesn't actually mean anything. They didn't. It's not like they consulted with dietitians and and uh, and, right. and doctors to be like, what's the optimal? It's not a thing. Your optimal could be five thousand steps. It doesn't matter. It's so a ten thousand is just an arbitrary number that some programmer at Fitbit decided to put in there. Look, I just know that I averaged 23,000 steps. So. <laughs> Boot camp is a, class. is a spirited high-intensity 45-minute uh, thing. Gets heart rates up with a 12-minute per mile jogging pace and includes push-ups, squats, and sit-ups. Uh, the obstacle okay. challenge. There you go, Eric. The Redwood Creek Challenge Trail attraction becomes the venue for a dynamic strength and balance workout. Where participants crawl, jump, jump, climb, and run for forty-five heart-pumping minutes. Technically, just sitting still eating a churro is heart-pumping. Yeah. It's a heart-pumping minute of your day. So there you like, go. Like, can you just think about this for a second? Because this is a Disney thing. So these people are all going to be like very happy <laughs> <laughs> before the park opens. Imagine. Trying to get your butt to walk. Yeah, six o'clock in the morning. Two miles. <laughs> okay, thanks everybody for coming. It's time for Disney Ears Yoga. <laughs> yeah, uh, Disney Ears Yoga. It's uh, you can join fellow Mouseketeers for a forty-five minute yoga session with the side of Disney Fud. You see, if you wear Disney ears when you do yoga at home, I assume you're ostracized. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't do yoga. Maybe everybody wears Disney like Mickey ears all the time. There <laughs> is apparently at the uh, Grand Californian, they have um, a 45 minute aqua aerobics class 
Or they have an aqua yoga, an aqua fitness workout in the fountain pool at the Disney uh, Grand California Hotel. And it's these people on like, they're basically floating yoga mats. So, you know, like the, the, the floating loungers in the pool that you blow up. It takes like five hours to blow up. And you're like, oh my God, I'm too tired. Even. It's like that, but like a thick yoga mat. And it looks tethered to the side of the pool. And these knuckleheads are just standing on these floaties doing like yoga positions and stuff. I'm like, what? That has to be so incredibly hard because they yeah. can't be that stable. Right. I've, Careful, I mean, you I may get Imagine like how you were just like, <laughs> I actually want to try it, but like, I feel like you would just fall over constantly. For sure. No, I just want to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, dude. It just seems weird. Like, I don't know. Whoever put that together, you know what we can do? We can maroon people in the middle of the pool. <laughs> so you don't you don't have paddle boards in in California? Is that a we do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or what, what are is they? That is so- that what they're called? That the the thing where you stand, the standing, and then slowly um, move around a body of water. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. Those things are incredibly hard. <laughs> I think it's called way. getting dementia in your thirties. <laughs> um, here's another story. Uh, apparently, the Smithsonian Institute is looking for photos. Officials are looking for pictures from all decades for a project showing how the theme park has changed over time. As if there wasn't DaveLandWeb.com like, already. I, I know who you should ask. Yeah, there's several <laughs> sites that already do this. I don't understand what this is about, but uh, whatever. The museum is looking for photos of you, your friends, and your families at Disneyland or Walt Disney World and the story of what the photograph and visit means to you. I know. This is me um, crying over a lost popcorn bucket. <laughs> this is me standing in a seventeen dollar poncho. Yeah. What you <laughs> don't know. Raining. Yeah. What you don't know is that I've chafed my body entirely <laughs> for the whole day, and I'm uh, sweating in places I didn't know I had sweat glands. Thank you. Thank you for your care, <laughs> Smithsonian Institution. Uh, they say, quote, we want to see photographs that show Disney parks as you experienced them. Posing with characters, kids worn out and sleeping, families, couples, individuals, people of all abilities, ethnicities, ages, on rides, eating together, looking at maps, everyday stuff, the museum wrote on their website. All decades and time periods, especially as Disney parks change and evolve over time. We love candid and posed. Even fingers on the lenses are A-OK. Whatever. I don't know. So anyway, if you're interested in that, you can send your photos to N-M-A-H hyphen Disney stories at S-I dot E-D-U with a few sentences about your photo and your story. Cool. Great. Yeah. You know, also done. Been done already, folks. Yeah. Just send them. Send them to Dave Land. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like Dave will buy some too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. This is a story that I sort of thought was sad and, and and also weird and just sort of like peak late stage capitalism. U.S. woman donates blood twice a week to fly to Disneyland. Oh, that's sad. I, I know. Uh, there are there rules about how many times you're allowed to donate blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not if uh, you go to the other blood agency across town. Apparently not. Jeez, how'd she have any left? Well, I think she just um, rounds up homeless people. <laughs> brings them over there. Liz Gramlick, a TikToker. This might not surprise you, ladies and gentlemen. She is a TikTok person. Uh, she's also a crazy Disneyland fan. 
recently shared a video on social media and informed the viewers about her unique hobby to accomplish a new year's resolution to visit Disneyland once a month. The TikToker, I hate mm. that phrase donates plasma twice a week so that she can afford the trips. Quote, when your new year's resolution is to fly to Disney once a month, first of all, it's not Disney, it's Disneyland Liz. Um, she captioned the video in which she can be seen sipping a Starbucks espresso at the entrance of sleeping. It's a peak millennial. Not get out of town. Is she very pale? Yes, she's very <laughs> pale. Absolutely. Uh, when she shared her video on social media, her followers asked how she was able to afford trips to Disneyland while living in Orlando. She lives in Florida and she flies once a month to Disneyland. So she's an idiot. That's she makes weird. apparently she makes seven hundred dollars a month. Wow. Wait, Alex. selling her plasma? Yeah. I need to get on that train. <laughs> How much is she making off of the TikTok? I was just going to say, TikTok. she's making money on the TikToks. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll see. She says, I make around $700 a month off my plasma. What's the difference, Eric, between plasma and is it blood donating or is it like some weird thing? No, you plasma is it, they they take Basically, you're donating blood, but then they take the blood and they put it in a centrifuge and separate out the blood portion. And what's left is the liquid plasma. Mm. So you get the blood back. They give it back in a little bag. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Do they put it back in your, in your yeah, body they bag? Put, they can put it back in. There's basically separating out the plasma, which mm. is, um, yeah, it's, it's, in some ways it's more useful than just, uh, just having uh, blood transfusion. So. Okay. Um, she makes $700 a month and she broke it down. She goes, my sessions are about an hour each. Um, it's a ju- she said, it's adjusted every month. However, mine is often 40 bucks for the first time in a week and then $100 the second time. And then you get a $100 bonus on the fourth and sixth donation of the month. Wow. Yeah, you can donate plasma a lot more often than actual blood. Because, yeah, if you they donate really too much blood, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, they're putting the the blood cells back in. They're just taking the plasma, which is mostly you know liquid volume. So, um, I don't I, I don't know that I've really looked into plasma donation or donating six times per month. Oof. Yeah, I kind of. I uh, she's making seven hundred dollars and then giving it to a multi billion dollar company. You know what I mean? Instead of doing something, just anything good for the world, she's traveling from Orlando. To Anaheim via airplane and giving money to Disneyland. Giving money to Disney and Spirit. <laughs> right. Good Lord. <laughs> or whomever. Oh, Lord. But also fly Spirit that far. That's kind of <laughs> I mean that's more than that's more than we make here. <laughs> Maybe we'll just start everyone donating plasma. We'll pool our money. Do Buy some new cool mics. Like Buy some new mics. Um, a new a new trailer for the the uh, Bantha Milk guys. Yeah. Exactly. All right, speaking of Bantha Milk, uh, well, speaking of Star Wars, apparently, uh, the much-anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series may have uh, leaked. The start date may have been leaked. Uh, if a now-deleted tweet by a Disney exec is anything to go by, Disney Plus executive Brandon San Giovanni referenced the potential release date in a tweet that read, Our very own Obi-Wan may be saying hello there on Disney Plus May 2022. After publications began picking up on the apparent leak, the tweet was deleted and his Twitter account is currently uh, protected. So like it's private now, I guess. 
Some fans speculate that San Giovanni is referring to Marvel's new Obi-Wan comic, which is also releasing in May. However, the Hollywood Reporter weighed in to say that the rumors are indeed true and that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show will debut in May. Potentially May 4th, which is Star Wars Day or whatever. Um, May 25th is the anniversary of New Hope. Yeah, could happen there too. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I haven't... um, I haven't seen the trailer for it. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, I hope it's better than Boba Fett. I haven't seen the last book of Boba Fett, but so far that show is just boring as hell, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it. Boba Fett used to be, you know, he be, he became popular because people were threatened by him because he's he was uh, people were scared of him. And in this movie, he, in this show, he's just like, uh, I'm just kind of like old, him. old fat guy now. I don't really, you know, uh, okay, oh, uh, you know. Uh, you're going to fight me? Okay. Oh, I'm going to be upset if you take my... Oh, okay, get out of here. Uh, okay. All right. Eh. Eh. Well established. Yeah. Eh. I like all the Tusken Raider content. Yes, that I, was great. I also have not finished the show. We we fell asleep last night, not due to boredom. Oh, due no. To, it was too late to watch the show. Sure, of course. And uh, you guys have heard of nfts by now oh my god i mean everyone's in the the cultural sort of realm i'm a millionaire because of nfts yes (laughs) well well thank you for taking the time to sit with us a a picture of a monkey no yeah ape not an ape but a monkey no no well this this one's the monkey series yeah yeah okay that's good well in case you don't know nfts are non-fungible tokens and uh they're they're just a way to create artwork and um and individual pieces of like audio or you know art and it's on the blockchain on the crypto blockchain so you can trace who owns the thing right you can trace it back to the original it's just like buying a a painting you own this painting the difference between nfts is that they're literally just jpegs so you can right click and save on it and now you own the thing that people are literally paying thousands and sometimes millions of dollars for yeah it's a total scam Mm -hmm. total scam Speaking of scams, there was a site that was selling famous songs as NFTs without permission and has since been uh, shut down. On Tuesday night, musicians used Twitter to express outrage at a website that was selling their music as NFTs without permission. And this is the funny part about NFTs and why it's just such a a Wild West scam. Because I can go right now and download a song, rip a song from YouTube, sell it as an NFT. There's no guarantee people will buy it. Mm-hmm. People will buy it, but you can offer it up for sale and you can buy it. Taryn, let's say you buy it and then you think you own this song, but it's not, it's not, it wasn't even my song to sell, but you have a blockchain receipt that says like <laughs> it was my thing and now I gave it to you and you're the only owner of it. Yeah. It just, it, it just makes no sense. Well, you went through you the eff- effort of stealing it. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> like a pawn shop on its website hit piece claimed it offers one of one nfts for each unique song record turning songs into nfts allows members to then create a hit list which hit piece envisions will include their favorite songs get on leaderboards and receive in real life values such as access and experiences with artists that's a very confusing mission statement but whatever Seemingly anyone could register on this website hit piece to sell a piece of music as an NFT, even on an artist's behalf. Quote, each time an artist's NFT is purchased or sold, a royalty from each transaction is accounted for to the rights holders account. Hmm. I don't really understand it. It sounds very scammy to me. 
but the issue was it wasn't artists themselves selling their works as NFTs. Hit Pieces homepage was hawking recordings from Pokemon and Tokyo Disney Sea theme park. Oh no! <laughs> as well as well-known artists like oh I don't know John Lennon. <laughs> Muse. Can you imagine people buying John Lennon music going, well, John Lennon's selling NFTs now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. No biggie. Yeah. Where's um, that guy been? Yeah, <laughs> he's been? He's been laying low, if you know what I mean. Oh. Um, quote, the reality is that uh, the immoral, unethical thing is that someone stole and profited off of someone's work without permission, said Jordan Reyes, founder of American Dream Records who found out his entire label was listed on this website hit piece. <laughs> Jeez. Quote, these sorts of scams have existed forever. Now it's utilizing this new technology, but it's a huge scam. It's really absurd and kind of hilarious that they offered a Beatles NFT, a Pinocchio NFT. Wow. In a good year, our label sells 10 to 15,000 records a year. Disney sells 10 to 15,000 in an hour, probably. Whatever legal recourse I would have with this, there are people who are way bigger fish than me up in arms. It really feels half-baked. Perhaps recognizing the outrage and the potential for copyright infringement, Hitpiece went offline and replaced its homepage with a simple message. And this is like just classic, we don't really care, but we're, we want to look like we're trying. This is the message. <laughs> Quote, we started the conversation and we're listening. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I hate them, okay. cool. but I love them. Yeah. Um, and then on Twitter, they said, clearly we've struck a nerve and are very eager to create the ideal experience for music fans. To be clear, artists get paid when digital goods are sold on HitPiece. Like all beta products, we are continuing to listen to all user feedback, blah, 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 blah. Um, anyway, it's... Uh, it's weird. On Instagram, Hitpiece touted official collabs with two artists. One track was a remix of a song by indie rock group The National Parks. When reached for comment, the band's management said, Transparently, we just recently signed the band, so we're playing as much catch-up on this as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's the Disney connections. People are selling like Tokyo Disney Sea music and like Pinocchio music, just as NFTs. Just making money off other people. Who are, who's here, buying this stuff? I mean, I think it's sort of like uh, the difference is that they're offering to pay royalties to the labels. But there's no guarantee that it's happening. But then why make it an NFT? Like, I don't understand the the, the break. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, why are you letting me sell a song that I don't have any right to sell? But then you're paying. It's just weird. It's like stealing my car and then paying me when you sell it. But like, but why is any? Why is there even a market for this? Why is anybody <laughs> buying? This? I don't think there is. I think the problem with with crypto right now and NFTs specifically is people are buying them without really understanding what it is because it's hyped up so much and people are literally turning into millionaires off of this stuff. And I think NFTs are cool for artists like. Um, Let's say uh, Matt Tedish, our friend on Instagram, you know, uh, doing cool little uh, like mid mod sort of vibey, you know, whatever he did our Christmas shirts or did a Christmas shirt I, I wore. Anyway, did our uh, tiki glasses, our Mai Tai glasses. People like that can use NFTs as a platform to like make extra money because you can you can do a drawing and you can have it and you can this is the this is it. I won't ever sell this again or whatever. People are turning into millionaires from this, from cranking out NFTs. But 
there's also the other side where there's a lot of low effort work going out mm-hmm. and people yeah. are, are trying to drive the hype train be like, oh, this could this could grow in value so much. And because it's tied to the blockchain, it can sort of go up in value um, with whatever it's worth. Like you, you, you paid, let's say, one Bitcoin for it and the value of Bitcoin goes up. Then theoretically, the value of your artwork has gone up. Mm. OK, but I don't think it really works that way. I don't know. It's a really unknown thing. So I think a lot of people are really early adopters and they don't understand like Jimmy Kimmel. There's this thing called Bored Apes. It's stupid. It's just a bunch of bros who have too much money who are buying these really terrible looking apes. They're like AI generated. Okay. So it's these, and you've, you've, you've seen them without knowing that you've seen them, but they're all slightly different. They're right? all slightly different, but they're apparently they're, it's AI generated. Like they're just, they, they it's like a character selection in a video game where you have a base face and you can add a hat or a mustache or whatever. And it's just a computer spitting these things out. Okay. And it looks terrible. But um, they go for like $3,000 and people buy them and they flaunt them and whatever. But it's like all you have to do, you just right click that image and you own that same thing. Right. So what's the thing? Yeah. It's it's a cultural thing with that. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel bought a bored ape and he was all proud of it. And you could tell the the blank look in his eyes. He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he has no idea what it means and then paris hilton went on i guess and was like i bought one because you did too and they were both like looking at each other like whose black hole eyes are going to envelop the other person <laughs> oh first God. she's like i bought one because you did and he's like oh great well here it is and it just looks the most like disgusting stupid it's just it's a 45 seconds of just complete awkwardness because neither of them really i feel like understood what was going on it was very much like kimmel's people told that not kimmel um the guy I really don't like, Fallon. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. <laughs> yes, it was Fallon. It was not Kimmel. Kimmel is actually funny. Um, <laughs> but you can tell Fallon's people just told him to buy a thing. They Here, buy this thing. You can talk about it on the show. And now it's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. NFTs. They're stupid. Okay. Marvel's Brie Larson and Jeremy Renner to produce and star in Disney Plus unscripted TV shows. I don't feel like she can pull that off. Brie Larson is, is... It doesn't even matter what it is. Objectively like, terrible. I don't think that she has oh, that in her. So bad. Yeah. She's awful. What? Like, yeah. to do an unscripted? Like, she can't even do scripted. How can she do unscripted? Now, Paul Rudd can do unscripted. Yes. That he could. I will. I will give Paul Rudd that, and I'm sure he's very thankful <laughs> that I'm allowing him to, um, to have that. Yeah, thank you again. Uh, Disney Plus has ordered two unscripted series from actors in the Marvel's universe. Brie Larson is behind Growing Up, a docu-series that looks at 10 different coming-of-age tales. Oh, okay, the next one from, uh, from Jeremy Renner. I'm not going to tell you the name yet. It's a four-part series that follows Renner as he travels the world to help communities by, quote, reimagining unique purpose-built vehicles. The title is called renovations oh no <laughs> what are we missing is just do we do, does everybody know that jeremy renner loves car things i didn't know that i mean he does Renovating seem like tractors. kind of a bro like he does have a lot of tractor like he lives in Truckee. i follow him on instagram oh, really? and i know oh, this okay yeah and so he like he's always like plowing his driveway or <laughs> yeah apparently he's, I don't know. he's from like the washu valley in nevada and i guess he's like a really big uh community guy like he does a lot of community fundraisers for like 
for the fire department there and he's he's really active in his community so he seems like you know in all respects like a, a really nice like a good dude hmm. he's very much a give yeah. back kind of guy but renovations are you serious right now that's terrible <laughs> that's, that's so bad you're producing Look, if I'm this watch anybody from any of the marvel movies do anything unscripted it needs to be chris hemsworth Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'd watch that. I want easy turn. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot she forgot words for a second. Um, I wonder if he could pull off unscripted. I don't know. I don't know. He would be better than she would be. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Uh, growing up will feature episodes directed by Larson, uh, Yara Shad- <sighs> Shahidi, Sydney Freeland, Elegance, Bright, Brayton, Ashley Eakin, um, and just a, a bunch of people that nobody's ever heard of. The series uses narrative, experimental, and documentary filmmaking to, to follow one casted individual ages 18 to 22 as they tell their story. Disney said in a release, they represent a wide, wide range of lived experiences, giving audiences emotionally powerful narratives that offer an engaging look. I don't care. <laughs> so bored. So bored by it. You're just reading it. Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm just bored by it. I'm bored listening. As for renovations, the show comes from Boardwalk Pictures and EP's renter, uh, Rory Milken. A bunch of people. Anyway, behind the screen, Jeremy is a construction aficionado, Disney said. He is heavily invested in the highly creative fabricator culture that exists across the globe and hopes to change lives with these skills and inspire others to do the same. It doesn't tell me anything about it. I don't know. Whatever. God bless him. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure that everything will be great. They don't tell you anything about his, and his is the one I'd be ma- way more apt to watch <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, that's about it. All right. I will say I, I started looking at his Instagram since you said that you followed Jeremy Renner, and he seems like a very positive person. He like does. A, a he's really a very nice, nice man. person. Cool. I didn't think it's I liked good. him, but now I think I might be a fan. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah I don't really, I don't know. I think, I, I want to think that it's his character that he was playing that I don't like. That's the only thing I've really seen him in is uh, the Hawkeye thing. And I just, uh, that character I don't care about or whatever. Um, but for all accounts, he's like a nice dude. So Like half of his posts are like, oh, happy birthday to my dear friend. <laughs> like, oh, that's just so like nice. Yeah, nice and genuine, I'm sure. <laughs> You know who else is nice? It's those guys over at the Supreme Resort. There we go. How much is Jimmy laying on you to say that? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. It's it's actually Dan. And uh, I'd just like to point out that the Supreme Resort is going to head over to Knott's Boysenberry Festival uh, next month. Nice. You asked for it. We're doing it. Yep. Um, We're doing it. And you asked for it. For Breaking news. Days. Okay. Yeah. For two yeah. days. You know what? Honestly, I'm glad you brought it up because I did mean to ask you what's going on over at the Supreme Resort. What's been happening over there? We've had uh, we've we've had a, a lot of fun the last few uh, few episodes. We've got some good guests coming up, um, including uh, Christopher Smith, who has written a few books, a few great books about Walt Disney World. He's going to come on our next episode to talk about the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Nice. Um, How long is that we, one going to be? We probably. Well, we've got a guest. It'll probably only be two hours. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Our, our last episode was only an hour long, and we what? realized it was. Yeah, yeah, just just Whoa. over an hour. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll listen to it then. And then we have um, post-show content that also is an hour long. <laughs> because <laughs> our, 
our our March Madness this year is going to be about. Um, I referenced at the beginning uh, researching kids menus. That was going to be the show. Then we suddenly pivoted and decided to do what's the best pre-show. Okay. At at uh, at both parks. So it'll be both. Each bracket is going to be Disneyland versus Disney World. We'll close in. We'll find out our our favorite pre-show. Okay. How can we? Will, how can we play along with you guys? Yeah, you can play along. Join our Facebook group, The Supreme Resort, and send in, download a copy of our bracket, fill out your bracket, and email it to Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. And uh, yeah, well, we uh, we awarded a prize last year. We did give we did buy a cameo from the Gooch, our, our good friend That's Steve right. the Goot. Yep. Um, Who's it going to be this year? Is it going to be the year, Island Boys? <laughs> no, we can't afford the island boys. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's it's Kevin McNeely. McNally, okay, yeah, McNeely, who, Kevin McNeely, Nick, McNeely. Yes, who played uh, Mr. Gibbs in the Pirates movies? Um, oh. we're looking forward to okay. to setting that one up. <laughs> um, it was it, seriously it was a lot of fun last year, and um, Terrence is going to be on this time to uh, great. Maybe, to yeah help officiate the proceedings yeah well we'll um, see yeah, check so the calendar keep we, checking the calendar you'll never yeah. know yeah we had a great setup we, we spent the last episode basically talking about what this would look like and and brainstorming as we went so we've got categories like this this pre-show is basically a museum um like hall of presidents or mr lincoln yeah. Um, and ones that have animatronics and it's, it's a great setup and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all shakes out. Cool. That sounds like fun, man. That sounds like a good time. All right. Now we're and really we, going to get out of here. Yeah. And we really are going to knots. No, I think that'd be great. Yeah. I can't wait to hear all about it. All right. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, be sure to listen to the pre resort and to follow them and also scraping the vault and also Bantha milk. Um, I think they're sad now that uh, book, the book of Boba Fett has ended. Yeah. They got Obi-Wan coming. Yeah, they, yeah. Shut up, Rob and Nick. You got Obi-Wan coming. Get back in the trailer, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's time for the fact of the show, folks. With movies on 10-foot screens being a relatively new thing in Romania back in 1935, the government decided to ban... All Mickey Mouse cartoons concerned that children would be terrified of a 10-foot monstrous rodent. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow, we're talking about a nanny state. Anyway. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you are listening live or uh, if you're listening in the next couple of days here, I think we're doing... Oh, I just realized something. I told Jeremy I would do an in-depth on Monday, but apparently Monday's Valentine's Day. It's a perfect day for an in-depth. Yeah. Taryn, can I work on Valentine's Day? Yeah. You don't do anything anyway. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, so in-depth will be on Monday. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we'll have another show here and a uh, secret show and whatever. Anyway, join the Discord. It's fun. It's a good time. And everyone's there. Uh, everyone you like is there. All right, everybody. Um, until next time, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>